we are gonna take road trips. That's our first takeaway. We're taking road trips and we're living separately. That's like a menu for a successful family vacation. Welcome back to Nice to Meet You. It's nice to meet you. Ha ha. Hi, everyone. We are your hosts, Sheila and Caleb, two TCKs trying to navigate adult life. We are so glad you're joining us for an episode of the Asian Third Culture Kid podcast, where we talk about all things growing up in between cultures. That's right. We post new episodes every Thursday evening on Spotify and iTunes. So keep checking back every week for more exciting life stories featuring adult TCKs from all over different parts of Asia. Cool, cool. We look forward to having you guys join us. And without further ado, let's get this episode started. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the 92MU podcast. We're really excited to have you guys join us again. And Woo-hoo. we are super... <laughs> We're super excited about our guest this week, Nicole. Nicole. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. Woohoo. So excited to be here. That's right. We are excited to have you and Nicole for the first time. Well, I mean, we met last year, right? November. Yeah. November. November. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we don't we don't know each other that well yet. Not super well. <laughs> your Zoom name. That's your whole name, right? Yeah. Oh. Could you could you like say it out for our listeners? It's Nicole Ashley Rahayu Densmore. If anyone wants to stalk me, that's my full name. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. What's, oh. what's your social security number? <laughs> Mother's <password>? maiden name. <laughs> yeah. Just it's okay. Just give us your credit card number. That's all we want. That's all we really want. There you go. <laughs> so that's a really really inter- uh, interesting name. So Nicole, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? So before before we go into that. Um, I have a theory that all mm-hmm. of us, we have three different kinds of stories, right? So we have our 30 second story, mm-hmm. our 30 minute story, and our three hour story. <laughs> so for the next 30 or so seconds, we're not going to time you, but oh, next gosh. 30 or so seconds, could you give us your 30 second story? Introduce yourself. Um, well, hi, my name is Nicole. <laughs> Good start. Um, I'm half Indonesian, half American. My mom's from Indonesia. My dad is from America. Um, I grew up in Indonesia for most of my life until about freshman year of high school when I moved to America Mm. and went through high school and college there. And now I'm back here in Indonesia. Wow, that was less than 30 seconds. You said you were going to time me. (laughs) I wasn't. I wasn't. But I don't know. It it, it didn't feel like 30 seconds. I don't know. (laughs) It's awesome. So what are you doing in Indonesia right now? Uh, right now, I'm currently learning the language because <laughs> I never fully learned it growing up, and mm. I feel like I should learn the language considering I want to live here. So, <laughs> okay, so you want to live in Indonesia? I do. Yes. Was it something that you've always wanted when you were in college? I assume. Mm. Not at all. <laughs> so I remember when I first left Indonesia to go move to America. Um, I thought I would never come back to this country ever again and I was like fully oh. prepared never to come back like I really hated my experience here okay. um, so I was fully prepared to just live in America the rest of my life um, but then in college I came back to Indonesia for like about a month and God really used that time to soften my heart towards this country and like the hardness I had in it um, and I could really see myself just like coming back here and living here again and so this was fully not an expectation of mine to ever <laughs> desire to come back to this country, but God works in amazing ways, you know, and like now I'm back here, <laughs> which is crazy. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So um, we're going to dive like right in. Oh, and great. if we're Let's being go. like too nosy or like, oh, not at all. Much, I am an open just, like, book. Let us know. Okay. <laughs> we are too. So like, this is going to be perfect. <laughs> So um, I think for us, when we interview or not interview, but like chat with a lot of different TCKs, Mm -hmm. there's a tendency that we, not just them, but also us, like we like to highlight the good things Mm -hmm. about our TCK experience and kind of sweep the not so good things under (laughs) the 
Um, and, and we talked a little bit about this in one of our previous podcasts um, about how like it is sort of like the perception of what mm-hmm. we as TCKs feel like other people want us to portray or what we feel mm-hmm. like we need to portray. So what you mentioned just now, it was like a very small comment about how you had some <laughs> like bad experiences growing up. Yes. Do you think you can maybe like tell us a little bit about it if you're comfortable? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I've been thinking a lot about it, especially as an adult now, of like why I really hated my experience here. Um, and I think it really comes down to not knowing the language and therefore not being able to form relationships with people here. Mm-hmm. And I f- would just feel so alone and so much like an outsider. Um, and growing up, I also look a lot lighter than I do now. So my skin was a lot whiter. My hair was also like a light brown. So I looked distinctly not like an Indonesian and like a foreigner. I looked more mm-hmm. like my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then people just like by looking at me would treat me differently also. Um, and so, yeah, just without knowing the language, like even though I went to an quote unquote international school mm-hmm. um, where they taught everything in English and all the students mm-hmm. there could speak English, like most of my classmates would just speak Indonesian outside of class or okay. every time they would joke, they would be an Indonesian. And so it was just like hard for me to really relate to that because I didn't really understand the language as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so a lot of my bad memories here just really boils down to like not being able to talk and communicate with people and then therefore not being able to have a relationship with them. Mm. Do you think, sorry, I'm just going to follow up, Caleb. Hey. Um, do you <laughs> think that um, not being able to speak the language, like did you ever feel like when you were growing up did you get to a point where you were like, well, I can't do it anyway. I might as well not try. Do you get I what I mean? So. Like, yeah. like as teenagers, right. I feel like a lot of times we're really angsty and like. <laughs> You're really angsty. I was. I, <laughs> From the first podcast, I, I, I heard offended. All <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I was really angsty as a teenager. Okay, <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm so offended. I don't even know how to talk right now. Um, <laughs> no, but but like as an angsty teen and like, I feel like during the teenage years, it's really hard for like an individual to think outside of the box and think of like the different factors that are affecting everything. Um, mm-hmm. But you're very like focused on yourself. And that's not saying that like you're selfish or like that right. saying like you don't have the ability to like empathize with other people. That's not the case at all. But mm-hmm it like in your in a not your in a teenage headspace it's very easy to like be stuck in your own emotions whether that's like a positive Mm -hmm. emotion or like a negative emotion right so do you think that you ever got to a point where you were just kind of like giving up because for whatever reason you weren't able to connect with like your friends on a cultural or language field level (laughs) Yeah, I think on some level, I was giving up. I don't know if I actually like consciously like thought like, I'm just gonna give up on this. But I Mm -hmm. definitely didn't put in the effort to learn the language growing up. And Mm -hmm. any friends I did make, which I'm like realizing now were actually just other TCKs, like kids whose parents either taught at the international school or parents were here on business for like two to three years. Mm -hmm. Like other foreign kids who just also spoke English and didn't speak Indonesian, <laughs> they ended up mm. being the people I made friends with. And so mm-hmm. because of that, I never really put in the effort, I guess, to really buckle down and like learn the language to mm. make an effort to be friends with mm. my classmates. Um, but yeah, but I don't think I ever consciously was like, screw mm-hmm. this language, I'm not going to learn it, you know? <laughs> kind mm-hmm, of a, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Caleb, you had a question. Sorry oh, yeah, I cut yeah. you off. Um, <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Uh, as you were sharing, um, you said something about you didn't feel like you fit it in because of the mm-hmm. language, right? And so, but you also said you had uh, other friends, but because they spoke English. Um, so, well, that, so my question actually is like, you, when you went to the States, did you feel like mm-hmm. you fit in there because you spoke the language? Oh, good question. <laughs> yeah, no, I <laughs> definitely felt like I fit in more. <laughs> Mm-hmm. In the states um 
of course there's like the adjustment period of yeah, like of the first couple of weeks of school when you like to connect with people um because i spoke english and they spoke english <laughs> um and very quickly had like a group of friends um within the first couple of weeks of school um yeah and it's interesting because while i was here in indonesia i guess like with always feeling like an outsider i guess i always identified as more american rather than indonesian mm-hmm. but then in america especially during college years I started to identify more as Indonesian than American. That was actually my uh, so next like, question. That kind of lived for me, yeah. <laughs> Short story. Um, so, like, one of my friends who's from Nigeria, he, we were talking about, like, the World Cup one day, and he was like, yeah, your country's doing really well in the World Cup. I was like, Indonesia's in the World Cup? I didn't know it was there. He's like, no, I'm talking about America. <laughs> I was like, right, America's my country, too. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. funny that that's a common uh, not a common discussion but it's something that came up when i was uh growing up it's mm-hmm. like what country do you support because i hold an american passport <laughs> right, but yeah. i don't i don't identify at all with americans because i never grew up there so every time we <laughs> mm-hmm. went back it was for um vacation and stuff but i was living in singapore so singapore has one or two uh athletes who would make it in the world uh in the olympics mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff and so like when people ask who i'm supporting i'm like whoever's winning <laughs> <laughs> i was a, a kid answer. i was a kid <laughs> yeah so don't want to be on the losing team <laughs> that's right that's yeah. really interesting um <laughs> how you said you identified as indonesian so when you were in school or in college did you mm-hmm. like what kind of like friend like your friend group were they more locals or were they more internationals um i think because of the college i went to it was a private liberal arts college so uh-huh. a lot of people there were caucasian oh, okay um, okay okay so my friend group naturally would be more caucasian um but we did have a fair number of international students there um mm. and i felt like i definitely could connect to them a lot easier than any of the other students on campus mm. as well um So my friend group would be about of a mix of both of them, but more okay. Caucasian just because of the demographic of the college. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Um, so I wanted to ask you a little bit more about your family dynamic growing up, mm-hmm. just because you are the first guest that we brought on board that is um, mixed. So, fifty, fifty. I don't. I don't know how to. It's a little bit more complicated than that. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So I wanted to ask, what was it like growing up with your? Okay. So, so your mom grew up in Indonesia, right? Mm -hmm. Like, just to clarify first. So she's like very fully, very proud, a very proud Indonesian woman. (laughs) Would you say like? She was like comfortable with her culture identity as an Indonesian. So this is a little bit interesting. Ooh, um, ooh, 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 ooh. I nice, asked the right question. Because nice. <laughs> yes, my mom is fully Indonesian, but mm. we always say in my family that my dad, as the American, is more Indonesian than my mom, and oh. my mom oh. more American than my dad. <laughs> um, why? Why is that? I think both of them just like the other culture a lot better, and <laughs> so they wish they were part of the other one. <laughs> so it's probably a great thing that they got married. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's okay. Mm-hmm. That throws like my whole question off. Sorry. Well, not really. Like <laughs> okay. I think I think it's like. So how does that? How does that like come out in everyday life? Like mm-hmm. how does that show? Mm-hmm. Like my parents wanting to be the other culture or or just like what what does it look like growing up in your household okay um i'd say for the most part it was a pretty american household Mm. um we spoke english at home and everything um but we did have indonesian aspects in our house like we had maids who lived with us and like Mm. the cooking the cleaning and stuff which is a very indonesian thing yeah um Like all our toys were pretty much from Indonesia. Um, we're, we're very Asian. <laughs> um, yeah, but like in terms of like holidays and stuff, like even though Indonesians don't really celebrate like Thanksgiving or whatever, we would still have mm-hmm. that celebration. Um, I remember Christmas, we would have like a huge Christmas tree in our house. It was really oh, nice. Awesome. Um, cute. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd say our, our, growing up, like in the house, it was more American, which is mm-hmm. weird because then I would go to like school and like 
everywhere else and it would all just be like Indonesian. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, so in that sense, I guess that also kind of maybe contributed a little bit to like the alienation I felt because like I felt like home was very different from mm -hmm. everywhere else that I went. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> so we we did we did send you uh, a series of questions, right? Yes. And could you <laughs> what, what could you describe for us like what a typical day looked like for you growing up? So I did you move at all when you were in Indonesia when you were a kid? Mm -hmm. Um, in Indonesia, I moved twice, but within the same area. Okay, 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 okay. Mm. The first house I lived in. I was a baby, so I like don't remember it at all. And then uh -huh. we moved to the house that I do remember living in. Um, and then sometime around, I want to say like high elementary, started a middle school. We then moved to a different part of the city, but I still stayed in the same school. Okay. Um, so we just basically moved to a different house, essentially, was the thing. Mm. Um, so I don't know if that really counts as like moving, because we basically just stayed put in the same area in the same school and community and whatever we just moved to a different house <laughs> hey a move is a move is a move yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I know like to you your typical day is very normal but yeah. then it's definitely going to be very different from mine uh from my, mm -hmm. what mine was and what Sheila was so could mm -hmm. you describe like what was like a normal everyday school day for example and then mm -hmm. what a weekend will look like for you um, so school day would look like getting up, eating breakfast, um, getting ready for school, and then our driver would drive us to school. You have a driver? Wow. Yes, we nice. all had a driver. <laughs> <laughs> Love cool, Indonesia. Cool. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and then so like classes, we basically have a set weekly schedule to go through. And the way my school was structured was you stay with the same group of classmates throughout each of your classes as you oh, move around. Wow. Um, Wait, so like everybody in your same class would take the same subjects, like the whole mm -hmm. day would be the same. Yeah, so we all would have the same people. schedule. Okay. Yeah, oh. except for like math and English and a couple of electives where like that would just be an elective chunk and you could pick whichever one you want. Okay. But like with math and English, you would have different levels and then you would get different classmates based on what level of mm -hmm. skill you are in those subjects. but everything yeah. else like science um bible class or whatever like they would we would be in the same classes mm -hmm. like our homeroom okay. mm -hmm. that's Sorry, how so. the classes i teach now are structured too actually okay. yeah, yeah 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 that's the same in singapore when yeah. i was mm. doing my stuff mm -hmm. i guess it's the same in hong kong as well yeah what was the ib curriculum so i don't know if that has anything to do with oh, it i didn't do ib but okay. uh, i'm not teaching ib <laughs> 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 Three TCKs, none of us taking IB or, or touched IB. <laughs> um, yeah, so then afterwards, I was part of drama club. <laughs> um, so I would do that after school. Um, and then, yeah, go home, work on homework, uh, eat dinner, watch TV. Eventually, when we got a dog, I would play with the dog. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, so what kind of, of my mom. living, living... I guess, did you guys live in a house or apartment? We lived in a house. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, I guess it's big enough. I've never lived <laughs> in a house, so I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you never okay. lived in a house, Caleb? Not, not, like, I grew up in Singapore and Hong Kong. Oh, that's true. Oh my gosh, Caleb. Yeah, so everywhere I, so I go. I feel so sorry for you. What, what are you talking <laughs> No, I mean, I've lived in a house when I go <laughs> vacation and stuff, right? Like, when, when I go that's visit my grandparents. Though. That's like, you're visiting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not actually living. But then I grew up in with tall, uh, high-rise buildings my whole mm. life. So when I went to school in the States, I I went to uh, this small, it's the capital of a state, but <laughs> it's pretty, like my school was pretty in, in the middle of nowhere. So mm -hmm. I miss I miss tall buildings. And when I felt <laughs> homesick, I had oh. to go to like the big city. So I had to go to New York. When I went to New York, I was like, wow. That's more like it. <laughs> now I'm home. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So never lived in a house. But anyway, so that was like your normal weekday for school. What mm -hmm. about the weekends? What do you do for fun? And what like what's like a weekend sort of day? Mm -hmm. uh, well, in Indonesia, it's basically too hot to do anything outside. <laughs> and it's too hot and humid. Um, and so 
basically what we do is just go to the malls is the only thing you can do here. <laughs> okay, okay. Sounds very similar to my experience growing yeah. up here. <laughs> um, so the malls here acted like really big and like fancy and like I love the malls here. And especially around like Christmas time, they always go all out with the decorations. It's Ooh. so fun. Um, but yeah, but we just go to the mall, go shopping, eat, watch a movie, play in the arcades in the mall. Um, bookstores was my favorite. Yeah, that's basically like the only thing you can do. <laughs> <laughs> so malls, is, mm-hmm. is karaoke big in Indonesia? Oh yeah, it is, it is. Yeah? Okay, <laughs> so it's pretty similar to, I guess, Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Like there's malls mm-hmm. everywhere. There's two malls right next to each other, and then yeah, people mall <laughs> like, and stuff. So like unnecessary. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks for uh, sharing a bit of your life. Mm-hmm. So, um, when you were growing up, because obviously you grew up in a mixed race family, mm-hmm. when did you start to become aware that you? Well, I guess you were born into it. And not like us, like Caleb and I moved at a really young age, Mm -hmm. but you were sort of born into or like thrust into this third culture (laughs) madness, you know? When (laughs) when did you become aware that your like family dynamic or like the fact that your dad was from elsewhere was Mm -hmm. different than the people that you were growing up around? Um I don't really know actually. (laughs) Like in terms of me realizing that I am a TCK that was mm. like last year <laughs> or two years ago oh, <laughs> oh wow, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> um so like I knew my family was always different than everyone else's but like mm-hmm. I guess because of the other TCK friends I had like I saw other people like have like either mixed couples or uh, mixed families or just foreign families living in Indonesia so to me that was a very normal part of my life even though mm. like it's not supposed to be normal here. <laughs> um, so I don't think I ever really like questioned it or like thought that it was anything different. I was just like, yeah, this is like what happened, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, it wasn't like until about like two years ago where I actually heard the term for third culture kid for the first time. And then as I learned more about it, I was like, wait, that that's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that describes my experience growing up. And I didn't know like this was a whole thing. Um, but I'm glad it is. <laughs> Have you, have you since like gotten to know it more, like what a TCK is and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. So I took like a session on like TCKness and like the pros and cons of like kids growing up as TCKs. Um, I got a couple of books that I've been trying to read through, but mm. unsuccessfully because like I do that all the time. I start books and then like never finish them. Same girl, same. same. Unfortunately, <laughs> I have that TCK book for more than... For about 10 years now mm-hmm. or actually less than, yeah or probably like five six years i've yeah. maybe read one page or maybe oh, just the goodness, intro caleb <laughs> just the intro who even reads the intro is my question i'm like the intro, like chapter okay. one is where you start you know i was like okay i'm done <laughs> so so after getting getting to know uh, about this whole tck thing mm-hmm. um has it helped you understand yourself more Oh, for sure. Because <laughs> there are a couple of behaviors in my life that I've not necessarily like wondered like where they're from, but mm-hmm. like I noticed that other people don't necessarily have them. So an example would be because my friend group was constantly changing, I kind of developed a coping mechanism of out of sight, out of mind, mm-hmm. where once they like left my life, I wouldn't think about them anymore. I wouldn't like contact them. And back then mm-hmm. there wasn't like Facebook or anything to keep yeah, in touch. Yeah. So like they literally were just like, off the face of the planet once they like left my life um and so then I would just like focus on the people and the friends that I had right in front Mm -hmm. of me and like would not think about those who already left um and that kind of carried with me into adult life where once I went from like high school to college I like barely rarely contacted my friends from high school if anything they would have to contact me if they wanted to stay in touch Mm -hmm. um but it, it especially affected my parents um and my relationship with them because when my sister went off to college, they went, they moved back from America to Indonesia. Uh-huh. And so since they weren't like physically around me or like right in front of my face anymore, I did not contact them, did not call them at all. <laughs> and they felt very hurt by that naturally. Uh-huh. Um, but it felt like I just didn't care about them when really that's just a part of a behavior that I've learned growing up to do, <laughs> to deal mm. with like not being grieved by people constantly leaving my life. 
Um, and so that was something I had to like work on. But then once I learned about TCKness, I would learn, oh, like it's actually not unusual for me to be out of yeah. sight. Out of yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like that, this is what happens <laughs> for TCKs. Um, but then knowing that about myself, I know that now this is something that I need to work on in order to like make normal people <laughs> feel like they are being cared for yeah, and that I don't just like not care about them because like even though I don't think about them, that doesn't mean I don't care about them anymore, mm -hmm. but they don't really understand that because they haven't been through it. <laughs> um, yeah. So what, yeah. what are some practical steps that you have taken to um, combat this? Well, I also, I try to like set alarms in my phone oh. or like plan like a weekly time to just be mm -hmm. like, okay, like every Monday at 7 PM, I'll call my parents kind of a thing. So uh -huh. it seems like really robotic and routinely, but like, I would just like literally put it in my schedule so that that way I wouldn't forget to mm. like try to call them or stuff like that. Even though I know they wish it would be more spontaneous, but like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not, to combat my out of sight on mind, I yeah, couldn't yeah, do yeah. that. <laughs> mm, 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 yeah. Definitely, that's really good. So you said that's for your parents. Like, how do you do it with friends? I'm still not great at it with friends. Oh, it's okay. It's a learning process. <laughs> um, yeah, like they still are basically most of the people who like if they want to still keep in touch, they're the ones who have mm -hmm. to reach out to me first and then be like, oh yeah, like I haven't caught up with you in a while. <laughs> like let's stop kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but I do recognize it's still something I need to definitely be working on for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheila, have you ever struggled with this? <laughs> I feel like this is a very pointed question. Okay, no, 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 no. Cause where, where I'm coming from is because I definitely have. So right. like, mm -hmm. I, I definitely have the same situation where, right. where like, I very, very rarely contact any friends from mm -hmm. the States, per se, because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not there, right? <laughs> yeah. And also, like, my friends from back when I was in Singapore after moving, I very rarely contact them either. And so, mm -hmm. for me, I definitely also struggle with that. And I didn't know I was struggling with that until you just pointed it out. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, I never really placed oh. it. I, knew, I know that this was happening. Mm -hmm. I knew that this was happening, but I just didn't. I wasn't aware. Mm. So Sheila, were you ever aware that you had, or I think you don't even like, struggle with this? No, I definitely do. Oh my gosh, I had the amount of <laughs> amount of a uh, friendly criticism I've gotten from my friends <laughs> has been way too high. Like, oh. I I feel like I don't know. Like, it didn't really click with me until you mentioned it, Nicole. Mm. Same with Caleb. Mm. Um, but. I always kind of chalked it up to the fact that I'm like a very all or nothing person. Mm -hmm, right. <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh my gosh, my mind is being blown right now. Um, <laughs> Maybe we should like finish reading the books or something. <laughs> Actually start on the books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but it's definitely been something that I've like really intentionally tried to work on too. And actually like with the quarantine and everything going on, it's been like a really good time for me to reconnect mm -hmm. with other people right. um just because i feel like everyone's you know n not doing that much <laughs> i mean like thank you essential workers and medical staff you guys right. are doing a lot for that's us right, like, that's we're right. really grateful um but everyone else you know, like, <laughs> everyone else who's just sitting at home this is a good time for you to reach out to those friends that you had mm -hmm. in the past maybe right yeah um that's i actually just yeah, yeah. I actually just reconnected with a bunch of high school friends. It's really random. Like we were super close growing up and then all throughout college, we never talked. Right. Like maybe we would send like one message every six months. You like know, happy birthday. Really yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, or like, or like, ooh, are you getting married? Like, like you know, very like big life events, but we didn't really catch up, you know, like mm -hmm. on a day-to-day -day basis. But like now we're talking more often and I've been really intentional in trying to keep up with my friends in Hong Kong from university just because like we it like it, it's a support system right mm. and right. they're just super understanding and you know they put up with my crap for like five years we all live together <laughs> so I'm like you guys are basically family like you cannot leave me <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like, I, I totally get the out of sight, out of mind thing, because there's people I've met during university that like, sometimes I'll have like a flashback of their face, and I don't even remember their name. Oh. Mm. Like, it's, I don't know <laughs> if it's just like a bad memory, or if it, like, my memory is bad, or if I'm just like, well, 
like there's a lot of other stuff occupying my mind now so I kind there's of no like, need for this information just, right, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I get you i get you <laughs> right yeah yeah yeah. All right, Nicole. Any more? Any other wisdom you can bestow upon ah, us? Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Don't put me on the spot like that. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome that you have like after uh, getting mm. to. Um, so, where did you where did you find all these resources for getting to know TCK the TCK ness more? Um, my church had a couple of resources, okay. um, and then. My parents' organization also had a couple. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, going to the conference in November, meeting you guys, that also gave me a bunch of mm. new other resources. Got a free book out of it, so that was great. Nice, oh. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, my church, awesome. I think, was really the first group of people to really introduce that idea to me. Okay. Um, Where, yeah, uh, so in the States or in Indonesia? In the States. In the yeah. States. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Did yeah. they also have, like, a bunch of other TCKs around? Was that why? Not a bunch of others, but like a like a couple missionaries kids who like are now adults um, oh. and grew up in the church and stuff. Like they, like I, it was fun for me to like connect with them and like yeah. talk about this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's I think, awesome. I think from the from the conference, the most <laughs> the thing wait, that wait, stuck. We oh, should sorry. we should explain to our listeners what the oh, conference yes, is. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, 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 yes. So, so in November of last year, 2019, there was a global TCK care conference in Chiang Mai, um, and what that was was essentially a bunch of adult TCKs, adult third culture kids. So adults who had spent their formative years growing up in different environments and cultures, then their home or then their home culture or their parents' culture. Um, we all got together to talk about how we can further develop TCK care and pool our resources together um, because there are countries like, for example, Korea, that we talked about with Sunmin in our last episode that are very, very advanced in their mm. TCK care. And then there's countries um, that are just starting out with their TCK care. So it was mm. a really good place for um, people all over Asia and the world to come together and talk about how to care for TCKs. Better. All right. That's an explanation <laughs> of the conference. Now I can continue your thought. If all you right. still remember it. <laughs> I don't. I, I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> Um, oh, no, no, no. I remember. I remember. <laughs> okay. So it's super off topic, but I think like the thing that stuck out to me the most was that literally no matter what country we were from, we, we all clicked super fast. Yes. <laughs> and it was insane. Like the first night we were already all like talking to each other a lot. And then the last night before everyone left, the conference was like a three day, four day conference. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't really that long of a mm. period of time. Yeah. Right? Um, and on the last night, we literally all stayed up until three, yeah, just three playing stupid games <laughs> and like laughing and like talking about our lives. And it was like the best time ever. Mm-hmm. So I think like that's honestly like one of the most magical things of being a TCK, like despite our cultural differences, despite our different upbringings, but we're all really able to connect with each other really fast. Mm. All right, back (laughs) to the topic. That was a big rabbit trail. But that was good. Actually, I was also thinking about that, like uh, as we were describing our uh, TCK experiences, there's definitely the bad parts, right? Like not <laughs> reaching out to uh, right. our friends who we care about. It's not yes. like we don't care about them. It's right. just something that happens. But also the good parts where we connect with new people pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And quickly. So there's always two sides. <laughs> right. And that's why right now we want to ask you about, the, about your two sides while you were growing up. What was mm-hmm. one thing that you loved growing up as a TCK? And what was one thing that you hated? Uh, growing up as a TCK? Um, one thing that I love, like, especially now, like, looking back, is just having a diverse worldview, I guess, and perspective on life, um, rather than, like, having growing up, like, monoculturally, like, in the same place, same neighborhood my whole life. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I appreciate, like, being able to connect with people really quickly um, and forming deep relationships really fast um which was something I didn't really recognize that I did growing up for sure and I think I definitely focused on like the more negative aspects 
of my life <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> um, but growing up, I'm, I'm really appreciative of what I went through as a TCK um, and that like I'm able to use that to like better help people now and like mm-hmm. better connect with people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then what I did not like, like I guess it like again comes back to the language of just like not being able to be to form those like deep relationships with the locals here because of not knowing the language. Um, and then, yeah, just like having that cultural difference between us as well, where I felt more American, both in my home life and in the way that I like speak and act. And then having to deal with like my mom's side of the family, which is like fully Indonesian and like mm-hmm. their cultural practices and like not really clicking with any of that or like fitting in. Um, so yeah, just like, constantly feeling like an outsider here Mm -hmm. was definitely something I did not like (laughs) growing up. (laughs) Sheila, you're muted. I know because I was clearing my throat, Caleb. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for calling me out. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case you didn't know. know. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so um, you said you didn't feel like you fitted in and then mm-hmm. you said you sort of hated Indonesia when you were growing up. Right. Uh, could you describe the one month or how, however long you came back to when you were in the States that made you basically have a 180? <laughs> yeah. Um, so we came back under like a cultural exchange program where I brought some friends from America back here. Um, and we went around to different uh, colleges and universities in the city that I'm in right now Mm -hmm. um and we basically gave like a presentation on like American culture which is so hard to do like what even is American culture but like (laughs) we tried Um, and then then they would kind of give a presentation on Indonesian culture like they would show us like some traditional dances and stuff which was really cool um but then afterwards like we would get um these students like phone numbers and like ask to like hang out for like dinner or lunch um and then it was really just like hanging out with them, but they all like spoke English because like that's mm-hmm. what their major was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being able to like relate to locals for the first time for me, I think was really the changing point for me where I was just like, oh, like I actually like can have relationships with these people. I actually can yeah. mm-hmm. um, joke around with them and like be included in their group. Um, whereas in the past, like that has never really happened before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so really that was like the ultimate turning point for me and like softening my heart towards Indonesia. And then after once, like once I got over that big hurdle, then I started to see like all the other great stuff mm-hmm. about Indonesia and what it has to offer. <laughs> Do you think, because, because currently I'm back in the town where I grew up also working, um, mm-hmm. Do you think that it helped for you to have been removed from it for a while to be able to see it from a fresh perspective? So let me explain mm-hmm. a little bit more because when when I grew up here, right? I was we were we were in like a very Enclosed designated area. area. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like yeah. a like a, a a suburb or like a neighborhood and the school was inside the neighborhood and like our our what's it called like our circumference of activity <laughs> it was like very very limited right like growing mm-hmm. up we were really sheltered and we did like the things that we were expected to do the things that everybody else did right. but now coming back as an adult and coming back as like someone who's actually teaching here and having my own life um mm-hmm. i'm in like a completely different area of town and it's so weird because it feels like i'm not even in the same place mm-hmm But like, to a certain extent, it's made me appreciate where I am more because I'm seeing so much of what I was not able to see or what I didn't see growing up that Mm -hmm. it's like familiar, but also new. So do you feel like this is sort of what's going on with you now too? Because you've like, you've recently moved back, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I moved back in last August, basically. Yeah, and I definitely feel like having time apart from Indonesia definitely helped with like coming back and like seeing this country and the city again with like fresh eyes. And I think like I just like had a lot of like growing up to do like emotionally and maturely. Ma- mm-hmm. What? Mature? Maturely? Maturity? I don't even. <laughs> um, <laughs> like spiritually as well um, in order to like come back Indonesia to Indonesia um, with the fresh eyes that I needed to like 
love this country, to have a heart for this country again. And yeah, like Indonesia also has just changed, not like a super whole lot, but like it has changed like over the years that I've been gone. So it's been cool to like kind of go back to places that I went to as a child and like to see like, oh, like they added this new building here or they changed this like monument or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. mm. um, but yeah, but it is cool to like have that nostalgic feeling, I guess, which is yeah. something I, think I would have yeah. had if I hadn't gone away from Indonesia for a little bit. Yeah. So when I first came to Hong Kong, we lived like really far away. Mm-hmm. And then it's like in a more, um, what do you call it? Outskirts like, of Hong outskirts. Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then so it's like... Middle of nowhere Hong Kong. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> it's in the middle of nowhere, literally, because it's wow. like so far outside. <laughs> and so <laughs> I I have not since at least maybe probably 10 years ago went, to, mm-hmm. went back to that place. But there was once where uh, I just was, I think it was, I had something to do there or something. I, and I went back to that place and I was like, wow, it didn't change much. And then I could remember every single small mm-hmm. thing like, oh, this place, they had the best buns. Yeah. And then that place they sell, oh, it's still there. And so I actually mm-hmm. went back and bought a bun just for oh. nostalgia. And it wasn't even that good. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> All of anyway, you went but, down. Yeah. What well, was, well... <laughs> Or I could have been like super hungry when I was a kid. But anyway, so (laughs) was there anything that stood out to you when you first moved back to Indonesia for you that was something that was like a blast from your past? (laughs) A Um, blast from your past? How old are you, 80? (laughs) What's up? Oh my goodness. Uh, No, there are, I think a lot of things definitely like my old house. I remember driving by it and being like, oh my goodness, I used to live here. But now, mm-hmm. like across the street from it, basically, they built this whole new like housing complex, which wasn't there when I grew okay. up. So I was like, wow, that's so weird. Um, or there's this one mall in this area of Jakarta called Pondoginda. And so growing up, there, there used to only be one mall, mm-hmm. and then which was already a fairly big mall. And then right across the street from it, they built the second mall that's like still affiliated with the first mall and mm-hmm. with Sky Rises. So like growing up there I, I saw it go from like one mall to two malls <laughs> and then when I went back there a couple years ago when I went back yeah on that like short-term trip I like saw they built a third mall <laughs> like wow. oh my goodness. next to the second mall but like it just dedicated to food so it's just oh, restaurants what in that, mall. that yeah. sounds amazing, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go <laughs> we're coming to visit so, yeah. so it's like interesting for me to just be like I've been a part of this mall's life essentially like in its growth mm. as it like keeps adding a number but growth into the adult life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so now that you're back in are you in Jakarta now or are you in like a different city um right now I'm in the outskirts of Jakarta as I am learning language but I'm Hopefully, if this whole like COVID thing blows over, I mm-hmm. the plan is to move to Jakarta in August. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so where yeah. you are currently, are you staying with your parents now, or are you like living <laughs> on your own? This is a conversation I had to have with them. Um, I'm living <laughs> on my own. I have ah, uh, very not, interesting. Like, by yes. <laughs> um, this was a conversation I had with my parents too. I was just like, I I don't know. For me, I was like. Mm-hmm. I need you to know that I love you, yeah. <laughs> but but we're going to fight all the time if we live together. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, for, for sure. the sake of our family <laughs> dynamics, I think I should move out. Yes. Like before coming back to Thailand, so like they would like be prepared for it, you know, and they were just like, yeah, we agree. And I was so butthurt. I was like, oh, but you should love me. <laughs> you should fight for me to you stay here. You should tell me not to <laughs> No, That's but, so funny. but in the end it 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 really is like the best decision I've made since mm-hmm. back. Yeah. So I had to also have a conversation with my parents about that because <laughs> I feel like this is typically like all Asian cultures, but like yeah. in Indonesia, like it's very unusual for a single woman to move yes. out of their parents' house. Mm. Yeah. Um, which is what a lot too. of like women here struggle with as they studied abroad in America or Mm. in a different country and then are now back here as an adult Mm. having lived independently but now have to like move back in with their parents right Um, and so yeah I had to have a conversation with my parents about that I was like I don't want to live with you guys (laughs) 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 Um, and 
surprisingly, it was my dad who had the hardest time Aww. accepting that. Like, again, he's more Indonesian than my mom. <laughs> and so he was like, that's going to be so weird. Like, that's not normal for everyone. But then my mom, like, had my back. She was like, no. <laughs> like, that's awesome. It's becoming more normal now. <laughs> and she was, like, fully supportive of me, like, not living with them. That's um, awesome. But yeah, but then like people here would joke and be like, you, you don't, you're not living with your parents. Like, don't you love them? I was like, I do. But for me to keep loving them, I need to not live <laughs> exactly. in the same house with them. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Before we wrap up, uh, there's one question that we ask all our guests. And I think uh, it's, a, it's quite interesting. It's a two-part question. Two-part question. Okay. Yeah. The first question is, if you had the choice, if you could go back in time, would you change anything? Like, would you still want to be a TCK growing up? Or like a mixed kid. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I definitely would still choose to be a mixed kid and a TCK, just maybe one that knows the language. <laughs> 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 but I do enjoy the experience. <laughs> All right. So part two, part two of this question. It's a very, 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 very important question. Ooh, okay. Do you like cheese? I do. I love cheese. I'm just I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> She's so serious. Guys. She's like, I do like cheese. Her so eyes good. grew big. <laughs> we're, okay. It's, we're glad to know you like cheese. Assuming you're probably not lactose intolerant then. <laughs> no, no so, so the real question is <laughs> the real question is assuming that if like assuming you want to get married and assuming mm-hmm. that you want to have children some point in the future mm. would you want your children to grow up as a tck yeah so this is interesting because i heard this question in the very first podcast that you guys had mm. oh yeah and i was thinking like how i would answer the question um so short answer yes i would love to have my kids be a TCK. Um, mm-hmm. And I think if you definitely like navigate it well and like process things through with them as they are still kids, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it can be a very positive experience for people and for my children, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like, I don't think it's really an option for my kids to not be a TCK <laughs> because mm-hmm. like me coming from already from a mixed family, like I already don't have like a country quote unquote that I belong to or an mm-hmm. ethnicity. And so, like, I think automatically, whether I want them to or not, my kids won't be TCKs. Right, 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 right. They, they don't have a choice. Like, sorry, guys. <laughs> but I would love to have them be TCKs if I did have a choice. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you do have a choice. You're the parent. So you can tell your kids what, they, what to do, kind of. <laughs> I'm not sure that's how it works, Caleb, but okay. <laughs> It's not what that's how they did it. I'm just kidding. That's kind of how they did it to us. So it's just cycle. <laughs> but no, no, I think this is really important because the trend we have realized is a lot of mm-hmm. them say um, they wouldn't change. Like they yeah. themselves growing up would want to be TCKs. And then for their mm-hmm. kids, they, because they know what it's like, um, some of them are like, Yes, but maybe do things better like yourself. Mm-hmm. Some of them are like, I don't know. I'll have to see what they're like uh, for personality and stuff. And so I think one of the mm-hmm. biggest advantages for our next generation is that there is already like um, so, so much resources, assuming they read. Okay. Uh, <laughs> assuming <laughs> they read the bedtime stories. <laughs> yeah, you just read them a TCK book for bedtime. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I'm right <Yeah>. to sleep. <laughs> yeah um but but for the next generation there is there are a lot of experiences and then having um i guess parents who have gone through or like because now the world is so globalized everybody already knows Mm -hmm. what it's Mm -hmm. it's like right i think the next generation will probably and hopefully through the different resources like books or even like our podcast shout out uh nice to meet you (laughs) yeah and stuff like this I think it's I think it's a really good trend because parents mm-hmm. are no longer saying, oh, I'm just going to jump straight into what I want to mm-hmm. do. But actually, right. because having gone through the experience or know of people gone through the experience would uh, say, oh, we'll, we'll we'll consider. Right. 
And mm-hmm. I think that's really healthy for the kids. So any parents out there listening, uh, I think one very important thing is we have to realize that a lot of like for us as TCKs, it's not our choice. Right. It's our yeah. parents' choice. Mm-hmm. But if we can, or if our parents had talked, I know like a lot of the most healthy TCK friends I had, their parents talked to them and made it a family choice instead of just, yeah. uh, oh, we're going here. So let's go. You come with us. And more mm-hmm. of a, hey, uh, this is something. What are your thoughts on it? And more, more often than not, the kids are like, if the parents are excited for it and the mm-hmm. kids feel like they're part of the process, then it's very easy, right? right. Yeah. And so I think it's very important that we have this um, inclusion of uh, mm-hmm. ideas and thoughts. Even if the kids hate it, when they express it, it's really way more healthy right. than when mm-hmm. you tell them what's going to happen and yeah, that they right. have no choice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Sheila, anything to add or Nicole, any last thoughts or wisdom for us? <laughs> <That's again>. <laughs> <laughs> anything? Uh, you can say no. Yeah, you can say no. <laughs> no. Yeah. We, we just wanted to offer in case you had something you really wanted to say. And then the next time we can interview you, probably a few months later. So. <laughs> all right so nicole thank you so much for taking so much time i don't even know how long we spoke an hour that's right thank you so much thank you so much for taking an hour of your time on a weekend might i add that's (laughs) right (laughs) to come chat with us about your experiences it was really interesting actually getting to know you more because even though we met at the conference we didn't really have a chance to go this deep Mm. personally (laughs) and be this nosy about your life you know (laughs) just kidding (laughs) yeah but um caleb why don't you wrap us up and tell our listeners where they can catch this episode and more episodes that's right uh and so thank you for listening once again uh this is nice to meet you it's Woo! nice to meet you and it was really nice to meet you nicole and <laughs> uh if we this should be episode five right and if you want to catch yeah, up on yeah, all yeah. the other episodes you can find us on anchor spotify and itunes you just have to search nigh the number nigh to meu nigh to me you we're also on instagram so for more updates you can follow mm-hmm. us also at nine to me you the number nine number two m-e-u thank you very much for listening to us this week and we'll see you next week <laughs> Woo-hoo!